take the right door on your way down. There's no telling where you'll end up. Can you make it through? To the night's end. Welcome back, friend. What am I doing? Well, I'm carving pumpkins, of course. It's almost that time of year, you know. I've set the things to work. We have thousands of these to do before the 31st. That reminds me, our tale today is set on a Halloween night, where the veil is thin enough for a spill. Sit back, relax, and let's get started. Scarecrow Road, written by Lionel Ray Green. The Red Ford Focus swerved to avoid a possum waddling aimlessly down the middle of Maple Hill Road. Damn it, Henry said, trying to steer with his left hand and text with his right. Which side of the road is the maze on? Henry texted his best friend Anthony. Henry had left his shift at Dairy Delight a half hour early so he could meet Anthony at the new haunted corn maze, which had opened for the month of October. Today was Halloween, and this was the final night of the maze. Anthony said his girlfriend Jennifer was bringing her friend Danielle. That's all Anthony had to say for Henry to tell his manager he had to leave work early. Henry had a huge crush on Danielle, and tonight was the perfect opportunity to make his move. The potential love connection was also why Henry sped down Maple Hill Road, 20 miles per hour above the speed limit, looking for the haunted corn maze. His cell phone buzzed with directions from Anthony. First left after the two silos. Two silos? Henry said to himself. How the hell am I supposed to see two silos in the middle of BFE at 9.30 at night? Henry lifted his foot off the gas pedal and carefully scanned his surroundings. To his left were trees as far as the eye could see. To his right was farmland and the silhouette of a barn in the distance. Henry had never driven down Maple Hill Road, so he wasn't 100% sure where he was going. He'd only heard of Maple Hill Road because of the stories about a haunted graveyard somewhere on old Loomis Farm. People said the ghost of old man Loomis protected the cemetery by scaring off trespassers. Henry didn't even know if the old Loomis Farm was a real place but he'd heard stories about the unmarked graveyard. Some people called it Crybaby Grave because they said you can hear a baby crying at night. Henry had heard other stories of people who said they placed a candy bar on one of the graves and when they returned the next morning, the candy bar was half eaten. <sighs> doesn't this maze know what advertising is? Henry grumbled. He'd seen the hand-painted wooden sign at the turn where the road met the highway. Haunted corn maze, six miles, but there'd been nothing since he started down this road and he felt like he'd driven at least five miles. A glint of light to the right caught his eye and Henry slowed to a stop and looked to the source of the light. Sitting in a rickety wooden rocking chair at the entrance of a dirt driveway was a man-sized scarecrow with a burlap bag for a head. It was decked out in a straw hat, denim overalls, a red and black checkered flannel shirt, filthy grey work gloves and old boots 
It had black buttons for eyes and a slit for a mouth. The scarecrow held a pitchfork in its right hand and a rotten wooden sign in its lap that read, Corn Maze. First left after the silos my ass, Henry said as he turned off the road and onto the dirt driveway. Henry stopped at the scarecrow. He rolled down his window, but nobody was there taking money for admission. It was just the scarecrow, sitting in silence. Henry stared at the scarecrow for a solid minute. It looked like somebody dressed as a scarecrow. So much so, that he almost asked the thing if this was the haunted corn maze. Another glint of light up ahead pulled his gaze away. With one last glance at the scarecrow, Henry rolled up his window and slowly followed the driveway to the dilapidated barn with a cornfield behind it. Henry stopped his car, switched off the ignition and exited the vehicle. It was pitch black. The crescent moon hung low in the sky, looking like the fingernail of some hidden giant. It was quiet too. The only sound was the breeze causing the cornstalks to whisper secrets not meant for human ears. Nervous, but also excited to see Danielle, Henry started walking towards the cornfield. In the darkness, the cornstalks looked like menacing, faceless sentries, standing 8 to 12 feet tall, gently swaying to the cadence of the wind. Henry's cell phone buzzed, causing him to jump. It was Anthony texting to ask where he was. I'm here. Henry texted back. Are you already in the maze? Henry reached the edge of the cornfield and stared into the darkness. Was that the sound of a baby crying? Henry strained to hear. Where was that light I saw? Henry decided to break the unnerving silence. Okay guys, I'm officially freaked out, Henry said. Nothing. Come on guys, where are you? Henry asked, lobbing the question at the cornfield. I'm right here. Henry turned around. A scarecrow sitting at the entrance had approached Henry from behind and now stood ten feet away holding its pitchfork straight up and down with the tines pointed up at the darkling sky. I thought there was a person in there when I pulled up, Henry said. My friends told me they were already in the maze. I was looking for them. I can pay. Go into the cornfield and find them, the scarecrow said in a gravelly voice. That, that's okay, Henry said fear creeping into his bones like cold water. I can wait for them in my car. The corners of the scarecrow's snake-slit mouth curved up into a smile. Henry jumped again as his cell phone buzzed. It was Anthony texting again about Henry's whereabouts. Henry kept his eyes on the grinning scarecrow. That's my friend, he told the scarecrow. Let me text him back and see where he is. The scarecrow stood silent and still as a statue. I'm here. Henry texted. Where are you? We don't see you. Anthony texted back. We're at the entrance waiting for you. Hurry up. Danielle's ready to hang out with you. She thinks you're cute. Is the entrance by the barn? Henry texted. Is the scarecrow part of it? Henry waited a moment, staring at his cell phone screen grateful to have a reason to avoid eye contact with the scarecrow's black button eyes. Anthony's next message paralysed him for a moment. What barn? What scarecrow? Henry's eyes shifted from his cell phone to the scarecrow. The straw man still hadn't moved. My friends decided to meet somewhere else, he told the scarecrow. Sorry to bother you. Henry turned and started walking to his car, 
the scarecrow didn't respond and simply stood in the same spot as its burlap head slowly swiveled to follow Henry as he walked away. About 20 feet away from his car, Henry increased his pace to a jog. He was almost there. He retrieved the car keys from his pocket and dropped them on the ground as he started to push the remote unlock button. He snatched the keys off the ground, keeping his head down and pressed the button, causing a quick horn beep that sounded louder than ever before. Wrong button. Henry pressed the unlock button on his second try and his headlights flashed twice. Where are you going? Henry froze and looked up. The scarecrow stood across from him on the other side of the car at the passenger side door. To see my friends and to, uh... Henry opened his door and slid into the driver's seat in one quick motion. He jammed the key into the ignition and turned it while pressing the lock button, securing all four doors. When the car's engine started, Henry shoved the gear selector into drive and pushed his foot down on the accelerator. His car lurched forward and he turned the steering wheel, aiming the car in the direction of the road. Henry's car bounced through the grassy field, his eyes laser focused on the road ahead. He never noticed when his tyres ran over an old wooden sign on the ground with the words, Gloomer's Farm, scrawled in fading red letters. Henry saw the pavement of the road ahead, almost home free, 30 feet away, 20 feet, 10 feet. Henry tapped the brakes long enough to drive safely through the ditch next to the road. For a second, he thought his car was stuck as it scraped bottom, but the front wheel drive jerked him onto the shoulder of the road. He then made a hard left turn back onto Maple Hill Road. Yeah! Henry yelled. Sayonara, you creepy son of a bitch! Henry raced toward the highway intersection, turned right and headed home. Henry's cell phone buzzed. Are you coming or not? Anthony texted. He pulled into the empty parking lot at Lucky's Grocery. The store was closed, but Henry needed to calm down anyway, so he called Anthony. What's going on, man? Anthony answered on the first ring, annoyance punctuating his question. Ah, dude, you won't believe what just happened to me, Henry said. I went to this other corn maze, and this scarecrow was there with a pitchfork, acting all weird. I just got the hell out of there. Scarecrow? Anthony said. What other corn maze? There was a corn maze on the Henry's reply ended in a choked gurgle as his phone dropped to the floorboard. He looked down and saw four bloody pitchfork tines poking through his chest. He could hear Anthony's distant voice from the floorboard. Henry glanced in his rearview mirror. Scarecrow's black button eyes stared back. Henry's head flopped forward, his chin resting on his <sighs> chest. The Scarecrow pulled his pitchfork free, exited the car and walked into the woods behind Lucky's. Just before midnight, the Scarecrow arrived at Old Loomis's farm, grabbed the wooden rocking chair at the entrance, dragged it to the barn and tossed it inside the decaying structure. The scarecrow walked into the cornfield, letting the sound of the baby's cry guide him to the clearing, dotted with a dozen small unmarked gravestones and a large wooden cross. I have a little treat for you, the scarecrow said. It then started raking the ground with the blood-soaked tines of the pitchfork, blending blood with dirt. Eat up, little ones, the scarecrow cooed. Dozens of tiny spectral fingers emerged from the ground like glowing grubworms. They snatched at the flecks of crimson staining the dirt and disappeared back underground. 
the feeding only lasted a few seconds. The scarecrow surveyed the cemetery one more time, then tossed the pitchfork into the cornstalks and climbed onto the wooden cross. At midnight, the scarecrow hung on the cross, lifeless but sentient, its black button eyes watching over crybaby grave until next Halloween when his children must feed again. You've been listening to the Night's End Podcast, which is a production of Dissonance Media. Scarecrow Road was written by Lionel Ray Green. For more from Lionel, please head over to lionelraygreen.com. Link is in the episode notes. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a rating and a review as it helps us reach more people. Want more episodes? Why not join our Patreon to gain access to patron-exclusive episodes at patreon.com forward slash Night's End Podcast. And as always, stay horrific, everyone. (laughs) 